Creative Babble. I'm Neil McTie. And I'm Javier Leva. And this is the Ponzi Playbook. Javier, I've got a pitch for you today. Neil, I cannot wait to hear what your pitch was because your last pitch really sucked. I lost a lot of money from that deal. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so sorry to hear that. I hope I can keep your trust here. Yeah, yeah. What what do you got this time? Like, come on, hit me with something good. I'm in the mood to make a lot of money and very fast. Okay, what if I could promise you cash back just for making everyday purchases? I'm talking all you have to do is upload images of your receipts to an app and bingo. Hmm. That sounds a lot like my credit card, like my Discover cashback card, right? Yeah, it sure does, except for I'm not talking about 1.5% or 2% cashback. I'm talking 20% cashback. Ooh. So every time I go shopping, all I got to do is just upload the receipt and I get 20% cash back. That's it. That's awesome. Yeah. So the company that's offering this is called Savian. And, you know, I was just kind of scrolling around on YouTube and I, I fumbled across this really interesting video. So I'm going to play it for you so you can just kind of get an idea. All right, let's watch it. If there was a way that you could get some extra cash every time you make a purchase, would you want it? If you were able to fill your gas tank for less money than the car in front of you, would you do it? If the cashier at your local grocery store handed you a $10 bill just for shopping, would you take it? Of course you would. Everyone loves some extra cash and certainly wouldn't turn it away. With this latest mobile app, you can earn cash back at any store, anywhere, without changing your shopping habits. Grocery stores, gas stations, restaurants, retail stores, airlines, hotels, and more. Even your favorite local hangout. It's simple. Just take a picture of your receipts and let the mobile app turn them into cash. That's like magic. I mean, I already shop. I already go to stores, restaurants, but I'm just leaving money on the table, apparently. That's brilliant. It is brilliant. And just think about this, too. You could use that credit card with the 1.5% cash back and add that on top of it. This this is a big win. So there's also this really awesome webinar hosted by two of the guys behind the program. And one of the guys' name is Ricky Evans, and the other is EJ Dalius. I mean, Dalius is like this crazy, super successful guy. He's got tons of energy. And when I listened to him, I was just like enraptured. And there's this great video. I'm gonna I'm gonna share it with you and just listen up. Just get a little idea about who Dalius is. All right, let's watch it. EJ, wow, I got to tell you what, it's so exciting uh, just to see all the countries popping up. I mean, I'm seeing Australia popping in. I'm seeing Canada popping in there. I'm seeing the UK popping in there. I'm seeing the Philippines popping in there. Uh, uh, we've got China. we got Korea. I mean, 
This is exciting. U.S. is in the house. New Zealand's in the house. Caribbean, Malaysia, Hawaii. Hawaii. <laughs> oh, it is so exciting to have all this enthusiasm throughout the world. And because here at Savion, we truly are international. And I know that we have so many things that are moving at the speed of light. And uh, these webinars on Wednesday night, the, the win on Wednesday, is so key and so critical to our success, the success of our members, the success of our independent affiliates. It kind of reminds me of the Howard Dean screech. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> So you've now heard Mr. Dalius. I mean, he's got this infectious energy. There's a little complexity to this whole, it's not really just like you get the 20%. You've actually got to sign up for this cashback membership. It's kind of complex. But once you get it, I guess it's not too confusing. I went back and I was doing a little bit of research and I found this Savian event that was in Macau, China back in March of 2017. It looked like it was a blast. And one of the things that I noted, and maybe you can just give me some comments on this, but the guy, Ricky, he said that there are a lot of limited seats. I started scratching my head on that one, but what do you think? I mean, did that is that a concern? A lot of limited seats. That means, I mean, he could fill up the, the Staples Center, you know, with his limited seats, right? You know what's funny about this whole show and like about you, Neil, is that these are these are Ponzi schemes. But if you are observing this in real time, they seem like good business opportunities. But you have a way of sniffing out some of these red flags and a lot of limited seats and this magical thinking that every time you swipe your card, you're going to get a whole ton of 20% cash back in rewards. I mean, it's so funny how you are able to spot these things while some people just fall victims to it. So explain to me, what is the Ponzi scheme here? Because it just sounds like magic. Who are these people? How does this work? This is definitely a Ponzi scheme. You wouldn't know it. Yeah, it looks great. 20% cash back, memberships. It kind of just seems like a typical MLM thing, right? Multi-level marketing, just kind of buy in this membership and start getting rewards. but. This is actually an enormous international Ponzi scheme. And the operators are EJ Talius and his co-conspirator, Ryan Morgan Evans, also known as just Ricky. This is in various locations in the US, but it's also in Hong Kong and the UK where it has offices. It's a scheme that actually doesn't last all that long. It starts in October of 2015 and by September of 2017, things start falling apart. These guys raised funds through seven corporate entities through, well, as we just heard, through YouTube advertisements, through events that they threw to build up energy and get people excited about the opportunity. So what's the catch here? The catch is that in order to get that 20% cash back on your shopping purchases, you had to submit, as we know, your receipts. But the cashback was actually delayed 60 days after you submitted your receipts. But in order to get any cashback, you had to keep your membership. So you have to keep funding that $125. In order to get your money back. 
in order to get your money back. So you keep feeding money into the machine, waiting to get your money back. So as we already know, if we do the math, if it's 60 days every 28 calendar days, we're already moving into basically three cycles of 125 bucks. So people are feeding basically what is a pyramid at this point. But 125 bucks, they would have to have a lot of members in order to fund the kind of returns that they are promising, right? Yeah, that's one of the keys to this whole operation. You have to recruit new members. So $125 membership doesn't seem like it's particularly cost prohibitive. But once you start getting these delayed payments and you start putting more money into it, 125, 125, 125, you start to think, gosh, well, if I had another way to fund this, and EJ Dalius has a solution, and that solution is recruit affiliates. And those affiliates actually could create what are called passes. And those passes would fund the cashback membership renewals. And this is actually what EJ Dalius says. He says, quote, bring three and it's better than free. <laughs> So basically, if you bring in three people, you don't have to pay your $125, right? That's right. And those folks, as we know, since they're new, they might bring in three themselves, but probably they're just going to dump in $125 as well. So he's now just multiplied the revenue stream into the business. So EJ, in a video posted to Savian's Facebook group back in 2017, he actually claimed that the affiliate program had, and I, these are his exact words, created nearly 60 millionaires in the last 18 months. Savian claimed that it just basically profited off the sale of these point-of-sale receipts, and it just generated massive returns through the value of that, and that it was able to just pay these 20% cash backs. But Javier... What do you think was the truth here? I don't know. Something tells me that EJ wasn't using those funds to pay back some of its members. I don't know. Just getting that feeling. No, he was not. He was spending it on himself, like most uh, Ponzi schemers. Did anybody ever see any of these 20% returns that he was promising? Yeah, there actually were a lot of folks who were members who were getting that 20% cash back. But it wasn't cash back because... It was coming from the revenue that was being generated through the sale of these receipts to you know other companies. It was generated through new investors. So the new investors were just feeding these $125, 28-day memberships into the machine. And what was the machine doing? It was just paying the 20% cash backs out of that big pot of money. But it only happened up until a point because a lot of the money is going to, well, fuel other things. EJ's pocket. That's right. <laughs> yeah, and that's what's so great about Ponzi schemes. You know, they're not just like spinning a lot of discs in the air, hoping that things don't crash. This is what makes them great, is that they are pocketing a lot of this quote-unquote, profit. And in the case of EJ, he had a total of $164 million, and much of it in Bitcoin, that went to him. And we're talking about 
$4.7 million in transfers to his personal bank account, $2.4 million to his personal credit cards, $1.27 million to other personal payments, and don't forget about the $36 million for his private homes, uh, like the $16 million mansion in Miami or the $10.3 million townhouse in Upper East Side of New York and other properties in California and Pennsylvania. But you would think that he would stop there, right? But no, $39.5 million or equivalent of Bitcoin was transferred to his personal brokerage account and to purchase stocks. And then he spent millions of dollars on sporting events, luxury items, private jet travels, And don't forget about $181,000 Lamborghini or the five-night Bahama vacation that he took his family on with a premium hotel, penthouse accommodations, poolside cabanas, and a chartered jet from Los Angeles. This guy was living it up. Yeah. I mean, I want to live that life. And if only just buying other people's receipts was the way to do it. Actually, just get them for free and have them pay you to give them to you, right? If that could actually generate this kind of revenue, wow, what a life. Here's the thing about these guys. Guys like EJ Dalius look like a million bucks. So you want to trust them with your money. I mean, I've even seen a video of EJ hanging out with Jordan Belfort, you know, the Wolf of Wall Street, down in his Miami mansion, waterfront mansion, just sitting there yucking it up. I mean. I would invest with this guy just because he looks rich, he acts rich, so I would inherently trust him with my money. But who is this guy anyway? Like, is he really Mr. Moneybags or or is he just a con artist? Yeah, this guy, EJ Dalius, I mean, once you start digging, it gets a little shady. So we're going to play a little clip of EJ talking about what he calls the Savian gear. So, Javier, can you hit that? Yeah, let's watch it. Let's watch this video. Hey, welcome, Savion family. Coming at you live here at the private jet with Savion. Um, I've got Ryan Evans right here. Operations director, Savion International. And in front of me, I've got... (laughs) (laughs) Mike Kim in the house right here. Business development director, brother. I'm tell you what, he is like responsible for us being on this jet here today because he outsells this thing like crazy. He gets people focused here on Savion around the globe. Mike, you've got a good story. You actually were talking about <laughs> in your post earlier how you went from an Uber driver to now. Yeah, 10 months ago, I remember I was an Uber driver. Crazy! Private jet. Crazy. Business trip right now. That's it. That's it. So just like Mike had his story, you can have your story too. I mean, there's a lot of things that are going on right now, and, and we're making the commitment to fly around uh, to various cities here in the United States, closing out the year strong, guys. And uh, it's one speed for that. One speed, baby. Full speed. Full speed, right? Everyone knows that one. All right. So in this video, you got these three guys in a private jet, it appears. And he's he's saying everybody's asleep at the wheel, but we're going to kick it into Savian gear. You know, like, like, join us. We know what the hell we're talking about. Right. And this arrogance that exuding from this video is kind of nuts. 
It is kind of nuts. And if you actually watch the whole video too, the guy that's sitting across from him is the quote unquote business development manager. And that guy says, yeah, just a couple months ago, I was just driving an Uber. You can kind of imagine EJ Dalius, you know, meeting this guy in the Uber and just being like, yeah, I can make your dreams come true. Come sell, you know, <laughs> memberships. It's a Cinderella story. Yeah. It's a Cinderella story. He's making dreams come true for everybody. And he's always talking money. He's flashing money. He's flashing his cars. He's this Bitcoin mogul. He's driving his Lambo. He's got, you know, Belfort over, as you've said. Dalius is, is really just all image. But if you actually start to dig, Dalius, 23 years ago, has some skeleton. He has yeah, a couple of skeletons was, in his closet, doesn't he? Yeah, he sure does have some skeletons in his closet. He was indicted in Pennsylvania on charges of mail fraud, wire fraud, conspiracy. That was in January of 2000. So he's kicking in Y2K in his own way with a phone card scam. <laughs> nice, nice. You know, I had a feeling about that guy. He just didn't seem trustworthy. Yeah, he pleaded guilty to conspiracy and served 12 months in prison. Three years supervised release and he paid restitution. So as I started digging a little bit more, I found an old newspaper article from 1988. And Dalius was Northwestern High School's top male athlete. He actually then went on to go to Dickinson College, a small liberal arts college in Pennsylvania. And he transferred to Penn State. And I point out Dickinson College because that's why this story really caught my attention because that's my alma mater. That's right. That's right. Man, Dickinson. But fortunately, he didn't get a degree. Uh, Penn State has to wear that badge of honor. And there is one thing that I, I think I do need to state is that this is a multi-level marketing pyramid scheme, too. And you kind of want to talk about the differences, you know, because a lot of times when when we think of Ponzi schemes, we think of multi-level marketing, right? But the two things are related, but they're they're actually quite different, right? Yeah, that's right. And and this is very much a combination of a Ponzi scheme, a multi-level marketing business, you know, in this case an illegitimate business, and also a pyramid scheme. And they all sort of look similar, but the mechanics of them can be quite different. And in fact, a multi-level marketing business can be a legitimate business as long as those who are paying into it are deriving benefits that could be justified through the membership in the MLM. But Neil, the only reason why we're talking about Savion is because they ultimately collapsed. I mean, just like every pyramid scheme does. I mean, they the end game for some of these, I have to wonder what, what these guys think the end game is because they always have a spectacular downfall. And I'm curious, how did uh, EJ and Savion go down? Yeah, it's uh, it's another spectacular downfall. And we'll start getting to the numbers in just a second here. But according to the Securities and Exchanges Commission complaint, which they filed in late 2018, they had been investigating Savian for what appears to have been maybe two years. So they were quite aware that Dalius was perpetrating this, this scheme, they were investigating it, and they were collecting evidence. 
We don't know exactly how they got tipped off to it. Maybe they discovered themselves, but Dalius, they knew, was someone who already had a judgment against him and had served time for wire fraud and other other crimes. And, you know, he's flaunting it around on YouTube and, and selling this stuff. It's almost like Icarus. He flew too close to the sun and, and then you get the SEC's attention and, and you don't want the SEC's attention if you're a Ponzi scheme. No, actually, uh, I think Icarus is perfect because in that video clip that we played earlier, we heard him, you know, talking about the Savient gear. And there he was probably, you know, 20, 30,000 feet up in the air just like Icarus getting close to the sun, about to burn. What was it that he said? Uh, the, the one speed or what was it? There's only <laughs> we one. We have one speed, full speed. Oh, yeah. One speed, full speed, nosedive to the ground, <laughs> crash and burn. That's right. I'm going to take all my members with me. Savian.net went silent in 2017. And I looked at an old archive image of that website. And it says that Savian had been defrauded. And that's why investors, or I should say members, were not going to see their returns. So it's perplexing, but that's the actual approach that they went at it with. Yeah, so it wasn't our fault. We are the victims. But it's interesting because we're, we're talking about this as a pyramid scheme and E.J. Dalius. We're talking about him as he is uh, uh, committed a crime for this, but what's going on with him now? Yeah, that's that's a good point, right? These are allegations, you know. So the SEC files that complaint in late 2018. It follows up with another complaint in late 2019, and he fought the charges. I mean, he fought them for years because, well, he had a lot of cash, and then particularly being able to leverage, you know. Bitcoin and various assets under different entities. He was able to hire attorneys and it took years. So he fought the charges. But by February of 2023, he settled with the SEC. He agreed to pay $24 million in disgorgement, prejudgment interest, and also some penalties. And have any criminal charges been filed to date? No criminal charges have been filed to date. And this is a guy who took $164 million out of this scheme. So I'm guessing investing in Savion was probably not a savvy investment for their members. <laughs> no, I, it, it was definitely not a savvy investment. EJ Dalius, yeah, he's out there. He's not in jail. He was able to pay that $24 million disgorgement in a very, very interesting way simply by selling his North Bay Road Miami home for nearly $25 million, which he did Ooh. in January of 2023. So, I mean, he purchased the house with proceeds from the scheme and then he just paid the disgorgement interest and penalties to the SEC with that same money. It's almost the same figure. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. He, uh, 24 million to the SEC and 25 million for the home, pocketed a million, you know. But that's not all that Dalius is doing, right? Now he he's doing damage control now because if you search, well, in theory, if you search his name and you search 
Savian, you would find all this horrible information that we just shared with you, but that's not what happens, right? When you search EJ Dalius, what is it that pops up on Google? Javier, like I do with almost every press release that comes out of the Securities and Exchanges Commission, I immediately start to do Google searches and I start to look around and see, you know, who's the schemer? What's the scheme? Is there any current or live social channels just to follow it? Well, I did the same with EJ Dalius. And what I found was actually a lot of endearing, inspiring content, page after page after page. And I just, I was surprised. I almost wanted to get mad at the SEC because I thought, how dare you take down this philanthropist? How dare you take down a guy who has a foundation and, you know, ericdaliusgiving.com, ericdaliusscholarship.com. <laughs> but actually, let's kind of explain this tactic because it's kind of brilliant, right? I'm looking at it right now. I just Googled him and it's Eric Dalius Giving, like you said, Eric Dalius Scholarship. <laughs> he has tons of these sites. And, and this is a tactic used by search engine optimization. It's actually the reverse. Instead of optimizing your search to find out specific information, he's diluting the search with a bunch of bogus websites using his name so that when you search his name, you don't get to see his dirty laundry. And that is a very interesting technique that he's using here. It is. And it's it's not one that I've seen very, very often with other Ponzi schemers or fraudsters. They typically just rot in the pit of Google search. And, uh, you know, the first thing that comes up is an indictment or right. an SEC complaint. But this is actually pretty typical in reputation and damage strategy, right? Where if you want to disappear from the internet, it's really hard to remove stuff from the internet, but you could flood it with a bunch of junk and then you essentially have gone off the radar. Yeah. I think that's what Eric Dalius has done here. He's hired somebody who specializes in this and they've created a number of websites. I had to stop counting at 20. Uh, <laughs> yeah. that have his name in the URL, right? Yeah. EricDalius.net, EricDalius.com. <laughs> yeah, EricDaliusGrant.com, EricDalius.co, EricDaliusFoundation.com, yeah. EricDalius.org. I mean, it's endless. Yeah. It goes and on there- and on and on. But it's really interesting. Uh, and, and, you know, a lot of these cases that we cover are pending further investigation or they're pending criminal charges. EJ Dalius has an opportunity to straighten out whether he does that or not. I guess it's yet to be seen right now. Yeah, you're right, Javier. We'll see what happens with this guy. We don't know if there are going to be criminal charges. There might be. But I'd be very curious to see who applies and or gets one of the scholarships that Eric Dalius is offering. All right, Neil. So let's wrap up this episode with that one final inspirational message from EJ Dalius. What I found is that when you are staying still, you're actually falling behind. Right. So there's only one of two ways. You're either falling behind or you're moving ahead. And if you're moving ahead, you know what speed we're moving ahead at, right? Full speed. Full speed, baby. (laughs) Full speed, baby. Yeah, full speed. So... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> All right. So, Neil, what do we got coming up next? What's next on the Ponzi playbook? 
Next episode, we're going to be talking about Frederick Sharp. I mean, this guy is an outstanding painter. He sells his paintings on Instagram. And he's also an author. He wrote a book 20 years before the Securities and Exchanges Commission filed a complaint against him for a massive international fraud scheme. This guy is very interesting, very smart, and we're going to get into the details. That's awesome, Neil. So until next time, we'll talk to you guys in two weeks. And whatever you do, don't start a Ponzi scheme. I don't recommend it. (laughs) 